<laughs> There's a new mod on Minecraft. Yeah, with no visor on it. Is that still a thing? That is a thing. That is the thing in this house. That is my waking, every waking moment. Oh my gosh, no. that's, a, that's the best thing ever. Minecraft, when I first saw it, I was like, this has got to be the most mind-numbing game ever. But then I saw all these adults streaming these elaborate roller coasters. I'm like, holy smokes. And yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a kid's game, but apparently it's not. Oh, it totally gets crazy. There's all these like parkour and, you know, all this other fun stuff. You, you know, it's people. It, well, and that's the other thing. I thought they didn't kill people. You kill zombies, right? You don't kill people. You no, kill you can't people. kill people. It's, you get PvP and they have like warring little houses, right? You got like floating islands and you got to fight each other. It's chaotic. They got ones where you like drive around um, uh, a cart, like a little go-kart ran and the people are sitting there sniping poor kids as they're sitting there just jumping around it's ridiculous oh my gosh well hey that sounds like a lot of fun i thought it was a cleaner game but okay <laughs> clearly i've missed the boat on hearing the updates on all that good stuff but you know what we could talk about though hmm. is why the mic is listening security heads shall we kick it off let's do it i don't know if someone in the background there i don't know if hey, kids want us to do it. let's just do it the mic is listening. The mic is listening. The mic. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Mike is Listening Show. I am Sia, always on the, I guess apparently always live streaming and never off, but hey, it's kind of fun to live stream. So if you've never done it before, I highly encourage you, try it once. You'll love it. You'll get the bug. And next thing you know, you'll be sitting right next to me. So want to talk about this week, uh, podcast in the news. There were some really interesting stats that have come out from a podcast movement of last week. And uh, Triton and uh, the NPR and Edison Research have gotten together, um, as they always do for their annual report on podcasting and the state of podcasting. This is actually a little bit older stat, but we're kind of like leveraging it still, which I found very fascinating. The top four ways um, of the 54% folks that discover podcasts, okay, they have found the top four ways of actually finding one another because I get questions all the time of, well, what can I do to better market my podcast? Well, how do I look for podcasts that I'm interested in? I really want to hear about underwater basket weaving and I cannot find it anywhere. How do I do it? So if you're curious, the top four ways is uh, number one, people search on the internet. So for those that have been talking about SEO and the importance of search engine optimization and using the right keywords to be found for those wonderful, uh, you know, engine, uh, browsers that uh, will search for you. I'm not trying to say the G-O-O-G-L-E, but, or let's just go as a duck, duck, go. I like them. They can uh, search for you and find you on that. So 73%, uh, that's a pretty huge number. That's how most people are found on po the podcasts are found. Social media posts. So I love this one because we talk about finding the audience, right? Once you know who your audience is and who you're talking to, you will also know where they reside in, right? So as you, let's say, for example, your audience is business-oriented uh, in individuals, you're going to want to look at LinkedIn, right? 
Now, would, let's say, a TikTok video work for a LinkedIn audience? Maybe, maybe not. It just really depends. But really get to know your audience. Therefore, you can pick the social media platforms that you will focus on. You don't need to do all of them. It's hella too uh, overwhelming unless you want to pay someone, of which obviously there's tons of agencies out there that can help you with social media engagement. The other one, Rex from the fam, bam. Talk to your family. It's amazing to me how many times... Um, despite what my family does and most family, they, you think they're not really supporting or listening or recommending, but I promise you when they're in the grocery store and they're talking about, Oh yeah, Billy does a podcast. I assure you, they're going to say, Oh my gosh, my Mary does a podcast too. And it's about blah, blah, blah. So you'd be surprised how much family talks to each other, uh, not each other to others to brag on each other. Um, about your amazing podcast. So they might not be listening to your podcast, but they are telling others about your podcast. So I guess it's a win-win for everybody. And of course, recommendations from other podcasters. And this includes uh, the entire premise of the Mike is Listening show. Uh, we're all about promoting other podcasts because we feel very strongly. And when we say we, pretty much me, Sia, but also our company, Innovation Media Enterprises, strongly believes that podcasting is a great tool, great medium to build brand credibility, to grow uh, brand engagement, and quite frankly, it's a lot of fun. And of course, if you perhaps want to leave a legacy of a little bit of who you are digitally, what better way than under podcasting and live streaming video and all that good stuff. So got questions for me? By all means, please. I would love to see if you agree or disagree if these numbers sound right to you. But 73% is really searching through the internet. And a lot of podcast directories can help you get there. And of course, SEO, I think ultimately will help you be found. And of course, social media engagement for sure, for sure. So for those that don't think they need social media, please, I strongly encourage you to think again. So on that note, I talked a lot today. We are welcoming today's featured wonderful guests, wonderful and awesome Nigel LeBlanc and Hini Ochoa of the Cyber Warrior podcast and, and Cyber Warrior Network. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, long, well, time yeah, long time OC. Yeah, long time OC. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. can't get rid of me. I swear we, to God. We're, we're really excited to be here. Uh, something that you mentioned, like, um, so when when we we dropped the podcast like two weeks ago, right? Um, yeah. Uh, like it was surreal to see our our podcast on on like the the Apple the iTunes store and 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 on Android. But um, to your point, family actually. Um, uh, they, they're proud of that moment, right? And you know they've been sharing and talking about it. So um, I, I can I can uh, definitely attest to how um, some of the stats and, and and what you talked about there. It's pretty cool. Well, I will say this: Sam, family will always support you in the context of yay, we'll cheerlead you. But I promise you, do not rely on your family to keep your numbers up. They'll cheer you for that initial one <laughs> yep. or two launches. And after that, I mean, it's like, whoosh. And then I, I've done so many family group texts. Guys, I'm dropping a really cool podcast. Hey, could you please slightly like love me a little bit? And I get like yeah. 0.1% response. Okay. So yeah. I'm not kvetching or anything. I mean. <laughs> I I lucked out my, my uh, back in the day, my I uh, kept telling my mom. Oh no! Hey, hey. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, I I was like I was saying. Um, my my mom back in the day would 
do the same thing. Didn't listen. But mom, mom, don't use Visa, dude. Visa's gonna be down. Hey, don't use Mastercard. Your Mastercards are gonna be down this week. Never listen. FBI bust down my door, and uh, now she listens to everything. So, was like, <laughs> hey, mom, check out this. Check out this podcast, or uh, you know, the, you you may get arrested tomorrow. She'll listen to it five <laughs> times. Share it with everybody. It's great. Oh, oh, God. So you threaten your family. I think I should probably start threatening <laughs> my family. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Again, we were just talking about earlier about, um, you know, just hackers in general. And cybersecurity, obviously, is a very uh, huge topic. And, and it's just a favorite topic of mine. I love to talk about it. And I love talking, 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 infosec, uh, cybersecurity, ransomware, everything. I'm just kidding. Uh, full disclosure, last two weeks, we've been talking about how to protect yourself um, and protecting your elderly family, friends, uh, had a girlfriend join me, uh, Karen Rhodes, CT over at Hewlett Packard Enterprise kind of helped give some guidance and pointers to look out. And here's a fun thing. I actually talked about this on uh, a ransomware battleground, but you guys have been a guest of my other podcast. Shout out air gap. Thank you. Um, we were just talking about how cybersecurity and ransomware, the term has gone mainstream when you've got John Oliver from what next week tonight or last week tonight. Uh, I, for, I keep forgetting. Yes. It. This, yeah. Last week to tonight. Um, I know exactly where you're, I, I saw that episode and, oh my gosh. and the commercial at the end. Hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a PG, this is predominantly yeah. supposed to be a LinkedIn, but Oh my gosh, who, <laughs> who, and why would you have a toy? have an IP address. I don't understand. Right. Right. <laughs> Wi-Fi right. enabled. Like, wait, what? Bluetooth enabled. Why? Why? Yeah. But okay. We're not, we're not going to go too much into that, but okay. I've been talking way too much because I'm so excited. Cause I love you guys to death. So cyber warrior network. Can you help me understand your, what you, what is it? What is it? Because I've heard of cyber race and you know, I'm super excited about talking about that. So what is cyber warrior network? What's your purpose? So our purpose is simple, um, to fill the, the, the gap for um, cybersecurity jobs. We are creating an ecosystem that brings um, all of the typically siloed kind of um, you know, entities. So educators, um, uh, uh, educators, employers, and people who are looking to get into cybersecurity, right? Um, so that's our goal. And we just happen to be doing it in a really fun way, um, which we can talk more about, which is our game Cyber Wraith, right? So for everybody out there, um, think of Cyber Wraith as the call of duty for ethical hackers, right? And um, so while you play the game, we validate your knowledge, skills, and abilities, and we match you up to real-world job opportunities. And then we can um, do that with training as well. So that's us in a nutshell. That is like the coolest thing, like gamifying your skills applying it from an, in terms of hacking. I mean, it's just totally cool. And I think it suits our more recent generations, right? So it's not like a standard, like, Oh, I need to test you like in a proper exam. This is something where it's, could it be someone with like a beginner and you kind of kind of assess their skills as a beginner? Is it something you could keep testing to see if you've progressed or is it different each time? Help me understand what cyber Wraith actually does. Higgs, you want to take this one? Yeah. So um, the magic there is the magic sauce of, of our company. Right. And of course, we want you to start um, as early as possible uh, so that we can show you all the how much you've gotten better and all the little skills that uh, you may need to improve on. Um, once you have your resume, you know, you get a constant updated score telling you exactly where you're where you're at and where you're hitting. And hey, if you notice you're slacking on one spot, uh, you know, that kind of gives you a chance to to up that. So. Oh, that's so, way. So 
So to add to that, um, while the, the platform continuously does a skills gap assessment, right? And based on some of the tracking metrics that we have, um, if you go, go in and you redo some of the challenges, you can see your progression in terms of um, how quickly you, you, had, um, you got to the solution or to solve that actual mission or challenge. Um, on top of the fact that um, we can build custom challenges, right? So um, out of the box, there's tons of content, right? Um, but, you know, as you progress either in your career or you want to specialize in something, um, you know, we have the ability for, for employers and educators um, to use that as a way to discover talent and then also upskill. So um, it's, it's a pretty cool platform, very powerful. Oh man. I mean, I think it's so cool. I just want to send it to all my nieces and nephews and be like, check it, check it out, learn, get in cybersecurity. I told you this 20 years ago, but I really didn't tell them 20 years ago because half of them didn't exist, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. So, I mean, okay. So with your background with cyber warrior network, and by the way, thank you for your service. Um, oh. I definitely appreciate all the hard work and and then the dedication. So thank you so much. Um, the Cyber Warrior Podcast. So you launched that, and um, so excited. Full disclosure, everyone. Um, our company does <laughs> produce it for the Mappy Sports Podcast Network. Full disclosure. So slightly biased, but let's be honest. It's amazeballs. I think the show is amazing. So talk to me about your thank podcast. You. What, what what was the story around the inception? Why did you guys want to start a podcast? Um. So we we often have these conversations that we say, oh, man, I wish we'd recorded this. Right. Or engagement with with um, with um, like, you know, people that have played the game or partners. Right. And um, we felt that we had we had some good content to get out there. Right. And we had we had some good stuff to to um, tell people and to spread the word about what we're doing. Right. Of course. One of the things that was um, so we did DEF CON last last weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we, we we had we had tons of feedback, um, but one of the conversations we were having with one of our partners, um, and this went off like a light bulb, right? Was um, the ability for someone who is who is looking for a cybersecurity job, um, and while they're in in the interview, to be able to tell one of the missions that they've accomplished within our game as part of their kind of journey and experience, right? So going back to the question that that um, uh, you are you asked, why the podcast? Um, I think it's timely because we're we're bringing together, um, we're operationalizing esports, and we're doing it in a way that could um, essentially change lives, right, and and bridge this gap, you know. Um, and then from a technical perspective, you know, Higgs can attest to this. Um, you know, there was uh, there was a real need in the market for for a platform and a game that was very realistic um, and, and, and could, could deliver um, and, and captivate the, the audience of um, both new um, uh, cybersecurity professionals and people who've been in the industry for a very long time. Wow. And you got to put a capstone on that. Have you played any hacking games at all there, Sia? No. Have you not? No. Look, look I've, I've been a gamer my entire life. Do you, do you like video games? I love you, games. You, okay. Um, we know mechanics really well, right? We you can you can skin a game fifteen times. You see the same mechanics over and over. You're like, oh, this is that, or this is that. Um, and that's what I was. I always feared um, that I would catch myself into, right? Uh, as a hacker, I was like, oh man, someone's gonna bring a game to me. Um, but 
through some, just all the talking that we've had and all this uh, conversations, technical side stuff that we've had, um, yeah, the game is is almost exclusively made for hackers. I feel like when I first played it, I played it all weekend. Uh, I swore to God, this was like, and I to this day do that. This was my dream. Like if you had a dream of uh, what would a computer game be like, this is it. and so that that's a big selling point to me. I tell all the hackers out there. I know you heard there's a new hacker game out. You immediately roll your eyes and you immediately say, oh, not again. Um, this isn't a press button to hack. Um, we have we have everything from, what, 15-year-old girls excelling yeah. right off the bat. And we have veteran red teamers who can barely get that first couple missions off, right? Like, it's it really does kind of scale. So, so uh, is, that, is that something where... Um, do you think um, hacking has is evolving? So it's not so much cut and like a what do you call it? Like a like you don't need the template or not? I'm not saying don't need. It's not cookie cutter anymore. Do you find a lot of derivations? So you have to do a lot of like outside thinking. Is that where hacking is evolving to, or is it still the same premise? Is still the the baseline is still same roots? I, I'm not a mm. hacker, so I don't know. No, no, not at all. Uh, the 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 whole problem is that. To be a hacker, you have to think outside the box. You have to have those creativities, and you got to have that that uh, uh, you know way of thinking and, and kind of concealing it. If, however, um, you don't, then you know that that makes it hard to to monetize. And, and when the, everyone came in, tried to make information security fit into this little box, uh, the reality is a lot of these skills tests, a lot of these other uh, projects and stuff, um, they test on 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 metrics that if you're hiring hackers, are not going to add up. Well. Nigel and his uh, genius brought in a hacker and brought in a great team to support us. And we were able to, um, we, we, we do test for skills that other places, places just don't test. And a lot of people have actually had problems testing because there's just not some, a platform for them to do that. And I think we mastered that also. So, so I, I think here's a good example. See, uh, 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 just to kind of piggyback on what, what Higgs said. Uh, Higgs, is that your DEF CON badge behind you? Is, it, is, it, is that what, what's hanging the, up? These are... Okay, so uh, if, if I thought it was right behind you, I wanted I wanted you to show it to, to see. Uh, I wish I had mine. So check this out. We we get to DefCon and we're we're checking in, right? And there's this. It's a the badge is like a, a circuit board, and there's, um, you know, like four keys on there, right? With 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 a whole bunch of stuff in there, and even the text on the printed circuit board, they all had meaning. And literally right away, Higgs just like, oh yeah, I know this, and he's just that. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, like, how is your mind wired this way? Right. So um, what the game really does, it it you can see how people solve missions in different ways. Right. And, um, you know, not only does it gauge the aptitude, but it also really um, highlights people with minds like Higgs, the, the hacker's mentality. Right. Um, and then for the, for the people who are new to, to, to hacking, um, it brings in that cyber warfare, you know, um, uh, it's, it's that, that fully immersive environment. Um, you, you get sucked in like, Hey, you know what? I'm on a mission, right. And you go out and you solve these problems and it's based on real world scenarios. Right. So with that being said, um, it's it's no longer just this this cookie cutter or or, or you know I can just be a, a script kitty right right um, it it really gets into the weeds and 
And even more so, the, the, the most astounding capability of the platform is the ability to essentially create or mimic um, any network and then directly port that experience right into the game. So I, I want you to think about this here because we, we got to footstop this. The ability to launch either a training environment or a testing environment without the need to stand up an expensive and labor-intensive cyber range. Mm. So if I understand you correctly, and you have to, when I say I have a background in network security, I was in sales, okay? So I knew a lot of great marketing jargon and terms. If I'm hearing you correctly, let's say you have a team, you have a department, right, of security professionals, could you take Cyber Wraith as an organization? Can I say, hey, we're going to have a game day and play day to help you guys or help understand where your team's strengths and, and weaknesses are to help develop the team stronger and better? Is that, has that, is that a use case that could be applied for Cyber Wraith outside of simply helping people find jobs, which oh, by the way, absolutely. is amazing. Yeah. So here, here's a, here's a scenario. And, and um, so we had this, um, uh, the CTO, sorry, uh, the CISO of one bank, he brought in his entire management and C-suite. He bought them pizzas and beer, and they hacked the game on a Friday night. I think he said they started at six and they probably left at two. And that directly improved their security posture because now, um, you know, when they had meetings, it wasn't just about, you know, this is just a, a line item, right? Or, right. you know, it, 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 it really... Um, uh, br drills down the importance of cybersecurity and the ways that um, a lot of uh, organizations are vulnerable. So um, absolutely, you, you can um, definitely do that uh, in, in terms of what you just described there. That is hella cool. Well, I was going to say that's got to be, if you're not selling into corporations from, from a, like, I feel like it's like a team bonding. You could sell as a team bonding, but also team improvement kind of situation. I actually, uh, a friend of mine had shared an article with me uh, on LinkedIn talking about how underprepared IT departments are for security breaches. I guess they did this survey of 180 different um, companies or departments. And they said they all felt like 58% felt like, yeah, they were more than like sufficient and had great policy, et cetera. But, oh, I'm sorry. They said like 70% felt like they had it down. They, they were comfortable 70, 80%. And then when they actually asked the next question was, well, how many of you guys have been uh, hacked or had to pay ransomware or whatever, or been breached? 58% said, yeah, we got breached. So it's kind of like, well, you're not 80% if half of you've been hacked. <laughs> so, like someone's lying somewhere about your, you know, department being, um, you know, prepared for it. And I think, Hey, I think I copied you. I think I copied you both on that article. Can I ask this though, from a, a security perspective, you mentioned you had a CISO come in and bring in other leaders or other senior level engineers into the space. Were they management people or actual like practitioners? Oh no, this was his CEO, CFO. This was the C-suite that he brought in. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because you have to take it like, like this, right? Like when you think training program, in your mind, you automatically envision a particular application or a particular vehicle you're learning to drive, a particular, you know, that kind of thing. We teach a methodology. 
Now, the tools and the commands and the tax and all that stuff you learn, but what you're really learning and you don't even know you're learning is we're teaching you how to be observant. We're teaching you how to how to microanalyze things and how to how to get into that high hacker mindset. And just the, just as as how uh, Nigel says, man, I wish I could just I wish I could understand how you did that. Right. Well, that's what our game does. It gets you. So you're always thinking like that. And so you pick something up or you interact with something, you know, there's a puzzle there. Your brain is already doing that pre-processing. And we we can test on those skills and on those levels. And like I said, it's it's a great it's a great system that we got going on. Okay, I have to ask. And okay, now now you really piqued my curiosity. So, how did you get the parameters to know what what success is? Or, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I'm confused on how did you come about it? How did you come about and arriving at the system? And you don't need to tell me the secret sauce, but like, did you go to other consultants to kind of give you guidance and and pull the data? Like, how did you guys come about with that from when you were initially like saying, hey, we're going to put Cyber Wraith together, like, did you have the resources now, or did you have to find people to help you for that? No. So our partners, Alice and Smith, they are the ones who created the game. What we did was we created all of the the triggers um, uh, for the the matching, right? So all of the the data science and the analytics behind it. Um, one of the, one of the really cool things that I think that they did was they took um, uh, notable hacks from the last ten years, right? Okay. So if you know these breaches and, um, you know, what would be the the um, the outcome of that? Right. We want to prevent it or, um, you know, from a red team in perspective, you want to be able to execute that. Right. Right. So we had to um, essentially ingest um, all of the 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 game mechanics and then all of the um, uh, the storyline into our um, our algorithm, which does, you know, that's the secret sauce which then does the matching, right? Um, on top of that, um, we also have, uh, you know, like right now, the, the way that, that we are um, testing for uh, aptitude or even, um, you know, levels of, of uh, you know, skill level is, you know, behavioral triggers, right? And timed base, um, you know, so uh, I'll tell you this, we had, we had a situation at DEF CON where um, somebody wasn't happy with their score um, and they thought that they should be um, a lot further ahead. And so we have the ability to to dig into the, the data, right, while they're playing the game and say, well, hey, you were supposed to um, um, complete this piece of content, and this would have given you X amount of points, but, you know, you didn't do that. Um, so, I mean, we, we can dig into the, the on the analytics side pretty deep. Wow. Okay. I've never heard of anything like this on the market. You've got to be the only ones. Uh, as far as we know right now. Well, yeah, I th I, if anyone does do the market, you, we may not be the only ones, but we were definitely the first. And yes, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, anyone else is, is pretty much like, oh, that's a great idea. No, I so love we, it. Like yeah, <laughs> We had we had some uh, some really interesting questions at the booth at DEF CON, right? Some people asking mm -hmm. some questions. <laughs> like what, what you gotta tell me you can't just you can't say uh, that not tell like, me i mean they, they wanted to get into the weeds man you know uh, you know how how did you create the algorithm and what's your level yeah, what's your weight you know? level weights and like okay well if i yeah. do it like you know they everybody level, ever, weight. level weights yeah so like let's say you play a particular <clears throat> level is that one going to give you more points versus another one and then why right like oh higgs thanks we lost you again brother Oh, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, sorry, it's a, it's the analytical engine stuff, right? They want to know about the um, 
how all the weighting system works as far as if I play this game or this level and I play this level, why do I get more points on this level? Right. Um, now we've done extensive research. We've mapped missions and the tools and the, and the, how that works to like uh, MITRE frameworks and all these other, these other frameworks, NIST, uh, to kind of get an idea. So we know that if you play 11, you're like, oh, I'm going to play all the easy levels first. Well, there's actually a scientific reason why you're doing that, right? And there's all these 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 background magic stuff that uh, uh, makes the game fun and gives us a, a realistic something to turn around and say, look, here's here's a, a realistic uh, uh, expectations you should have of yourself, right? Yeah, Versus, that's a, that's yeah. a really good point. I forgot to mention this. So we have mapped the gameplay to the MITRE attack framework, to okay. the NIST framework, and then also to the cyber kill chain. So you're speaking some language here that is going to have to be dumbed down significantly for me. I will let Higgs take over that one. Yeah. So, so each one of these describe a different thing, right? So, um, but, uh, but essentially it, they're frameworks for guys like me who have to explain to sea level suites and stuff, um, different, uh, uh, reactionary things. So for instance, if I say we got hacked by this particular APT, um, and we we got completely owned, well, the sea suites can be like, great cool eventually somebody's going to ask the question well how do you know that right and so when you map the different things that they do the different um okay well they pivot all the time they always use malware and phishing to get in uh but these guys only contact and use tools living off the land whereas this other group uses ones that um um, make their own tools right so you have like that's how they differentiate for that uh, and so what we did is we essentially did the same thing. We matched the TTPs and different aspects of these different things. Now, a killed chain um, is simply, you know, you start with recon and you end with uh, lateral movement. And that lets you break up where. And what, what essentially that does, it allows us to really customize. You come to us and say, look, we got a business or a company or organization or a team. And we want you to to lay out a network and what these types of challenges um all our guys are are all fools say they're they're all sock guys right they they're Mm -hmm. monitoring their blue team they know but they need some particular tool usage we can use that to kind of map all that together and then map where they are what tool usage and training they got it just makes everybody's job happy oh it's simple you guys but genius ideas It's, it's it's it was just something that me and nigel just you know we were, I think, if I remember, if I remember correctly, I think we were in his garage, uh, and it was just like, "Hey, man, you know, tomorrow, let's do this really good idea." And here we are. Yeah. Oh man, I love it. Okay, so I remember. <laughs> I think I said this last time. So when you guys are billionaires and you need someone to ride up into the space for you, just remember me. That's a semi goal that I might have. We're, we're all going there together. See ya. <laughs> we'll high five each other like woo. Yep. yep. <laughs> you so, guys, I love you. So. I, I unfortunately we're wrapped. I, I knew this would go way long. So please, could, would you guys kindly come back to the mic as listening so we can talk more about Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before we uh, leave here, so I want to ask real quickly, how do we get a hold of Cyber Warrior Network? What's the fastest, easiest way to get a hold of you guys? So um, social media, CWN Cyber. That's uh, our handle across the board. Um, and check us out on cyberwarriornetwork.com. For anybody who um, wants to check out the game, they can go on the on the um, on our website, get a free copy of the game, um, and uh, join our Discord. That's the quickest way to get get help from us. I, I just want to take the test just to be like uh, like at a party one night and be like, okay, who's up for some fun? It's oh, not. It- it's not even a test. That's the best part. You won't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, you'll be having so. You'll have so much fun. You'll be in. 
two to eight hours. You're having a blast. You're, you're realizing that life is starting to pass you by. Uh, you, you've had kids and they've grown up. And then you'll be like, man, I don't I, the job offers are coming in. It's just amazing. It I is get- really, really <laughs> immersive. It's 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 a it addictive is. game. Um, but it you know, you get sucked into the the actual um, the, the environment and you will love it. Yeah, I've got to get you connected with like two people right now. Legit. I need to get you a hold of, and I'll, I'll say Freddie Halstead with the techie factory, a great organization. Um, it's to help improve steam and STEM and, and get the kids going early on. Yep. So I could see Saber Wraith being perfect for it. And then Robert Atkins with the uh, balanced media technology. Neither one of them have a podcast gentlemen. Anyway, why not? No pressure. Why not? I know, why not? <laughs> but I, with balanced media um, and they're both based here in Dallas, but definitely want to make sure I get those introduced to you guys. So I have to do this one part and on behalf of uh, me, <laughs> no, but you guys are awesome. I wish you nothing but success and kick ASS on your podcast, Cyber Warrior podcast. Thank you so much. So before I let you guys go, I am going to have to give a shout out to you. Oh, I don't know. Whoops. There we go. Cyber Warrior podcast. That's the podcast we were talking about today. Isn't that great when I get to cut their heads off? It's awesome. I can hear you guys laughing too, but don't worry about it. And also, uh, don't forget, we're really excited. Um, really want to thank uh, Ransomware Battleground, another podcast on our network. And it is uh, sponsored by AirGap. And if you want to learn anything about ransomware, um, Higgs and Nigel have both been guests on it. So definitely hit that up. And actually announcing, launching uh, on Thursday, which is tomorrow, the CISO Diaries, and that is another vanity project that I'm working on. Nice. It's another SIA. It's another SIA podcast uh, with my partner Leah McLean with Cyber Future Foundation, that is our sponsor, and is all about the leadership path of all the CISOs that we have today. CISOs, according to Nigel, CISO, we call it CISO. Um, but the just wonderful leadership because right now more than ever we're finding that the CISOs, CISOs are getting seats at the C-suite table far more frequently. If you're a tech company, or I'm sorry, if you're a company, you are a tech company. That's what I've always said. So on that note, everyone, thank you so much for another week. We're long again as usual. I'm crazy like that, but let's go ahead and wrap it up for the mic is listening. 